Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit is rampant. Bullshit. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, kids, clowns, kittens, mm-hmm. cats Aww. and kittens, to uh, Bullshit Filter the News. My name is Cameron Riley. With me, as always, is the bubble boy, Papa Bear himself, the midget with a widget, Ray Harris. How are you, Ray? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm a little confused. I don't know how to react to all of that, but I'll just say... Thank you. I'm doing midget. fine. How are you doing? Midget with doing? a widget. I don't know where I came up with that one from, but I like it. <laughs> it's just, I like write it. it down quick. I write will. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. Ray, I'm okay. Um, this is, for, for, for first time listeners, this is the uh, show where um, we, uh, we we go over news stories and we we try and scratch the surface. We talk about where, where, we, where we get the smell of uh, bullshit in the right. news. Um, Hence the show is called. Take it away. <laughs> I've already said what it's called. Anyway, um, oh, okay. th- this is a story that uh, 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 bugged me um, over the weekend, Ray. I want to play it for you right now. By the dawn of the universe, there was nothing. Then, boom. Big banks and six elemental crystals hurtling across the virgin universe. These infinity stones each control an essential aspect of existence. Space. Reality. Power. Soul. Mind. And time. Now, I'm sorry. I'm calling bullshit on uh, all of this. Really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I, I, I saw Aven- Avengers Infinity War at the cinema. It took my kids. Didn't didn't impress me. Uh, it's on Netflix, so I started watching. No, Stan here, uh, which is like a Netflix competitor. Watching it again at the gym on the treadmill. Want something to watch sure. that doesn't, you know, require a lot of attention. Yeah. Thought I'd give it another go. <laughs> This really bugged the fuck out of me. Essential aspects of existence. Sp- right. Space, reality, power, soul, mm-hmm. mind, time. Right. Um, what is power? What is soul? Besides soul music, but I don't think it's one of the fundamental building blocks of the universe. <laughs> I guess. I, mean, I wish it was because I love soul music. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't think it's in there. Well, listen, okay, Uh, I know it's some fucking movie, but really, if you're going to make a movie and you're going to talk about the essential aspects of existence, come Mm -hmm. on, at least put some fucking effort into it. Okay, (laughs) space and time are not two separate things. Einstein demonstrated to us over a century ago a uh, special theory of relativity, I think it was 1905, 1907, something like that. Einstein said, guess what? Space and time, dimensions of the same thing. Same thing. I fucking wrote a book about it in 2011, 100 years later, to celebrate it. It's it's the same thing, space and time, not separate aspects of existence. Same thing, dimensions of the universe, three dimensions of space, one dimension of time. So they're the same thing. So, so not separate things. Reality? Yeah. Well, what the fuck is your definition of reality, <laughs> Doctor Strange? It's relative. Like what? <laughs> what the fuck is reality? Right. Um, ooh, ooh. I mean, are we talking about the universal wave function and the expressions right. of that as it as it uh, collapses or decoheres into the appearance of uh, matter? Yeah. What? Well, but it's really just uh, you know fermions and uh, leptons, and bosons, the Higgs boson, the Higgs field. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> power? What? What is power if it's right. not 
I mean, what uh, what kind of power are we talking about? Electric power, yeah. gas power, a steam engine? I mean, what kind of power are you talking about? Political power? Uh, <laughs> like Power of the sword, power of the pen. Yeah. Which one? Soul? Yeah. Oh, fucking don't even get me started on Soul, that. brother! Soul power, as you say. Those two things should be combined. Soul power! <laughs> the godfather of soul, James Brown. That's what they should have had. He's one of the elements of the universe. And yes. mine. Knew it. Now, ex- uh, outside of the extreme fringe, crazy woo-woo people, I think the rest of us <laughs> accept that mind is uh, is a construct of the... It's an expression. It's, it's a construct of the brain. The brain is made of atoms. Atoms are space and time. They're, they, they're a fundamental... Uh, expression of the way that the universal wave function uh, collapses into matter across the universe. So there's no difference between... Look, it's just space and time. He should have said, look, the essential aspect of existence is the universe. That's just one thing. And by the way, how did the... Like, when the Big Bang happened... Sure. There was no matter that could form stones when the Big Bang happened. (laughs) Right. According to <laughs> cosmologists, they should have. Uh-huh. I, bet, I, don't, I don't think uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was a consultant on this film. I'm getting the sense. No. When no. when the Big Bang happened, uh, right. it was just hot plasma. All there was in the universe was hot plasma for like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years. I think could be millions, but not, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's not not here. So let's just right. go with that. There was just hot plasma. <laughs> And then the hot plasma cooled into uh, hydrogen. And then the hydrogen formed stars. And then inside of the, the, the belly of those stars, the core of the stars, when they went supernova, fucking hundreds of millions of years later as they died, uh, the, the incredible gravitation of, of an imploding star crushed, the 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 cause the the, the nuclei that's what I'm looking for of these hydrogen right. atoms into helium I think maybe helium came a bit earlier with the cooling can't remember where helium comes in does it come in the collapse or before the cloud I don't know but all the heavier elements everything <laughs> oxygen nitrogen uh, uh, carbon uh, 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 fucking everything really everything else all of the heavier elements on your uh, periodic table of elements came hundreds. <laughs> Of millions of years, if not billion or billions right. of years later, uh, as stars collapsed, went supernova, massive fucking uh, uh, fusion going on inside the core of the collapsing stars, which created heavier elements. You know, the other atoms, which you would need to create uh, non-gaseous things like infinity stones. So fuck you, Avengers, with your <laughs> post-truth based. Uh, concept right. of infinity stones that ah oh, that just yeah. threw me right out of the film. I was like, Doctor Strange, what what are you a doctor in? Fucking woo woo. <laughs> well, yes, he is actually. He's a master of the magical he's arts. Got a cape. Now that I come right. to think of it, right. no, no, and and I think he was like a hand surgeon, no, a neurosurgeon before that. I don't know if he did any Simple. fucking yeah. you know yeah. basic uh, physics cosmology. Becoming a hand, sur- becoming a surgeon. Maybe you don't need right. to understand anything about how the universe works, but uh, <laughs> not as such. Fuck no. you, Avengers. Anyway, good. I wow. Thanos is my hero. Yeah, they, they all need to die. All of them, not just half. All of them. <laughs> if he can make an exception and just kill all the Avengers, you would really appreciate it. Okay, all right. Well, Ray, I want to talk about China and the moon base. Um, but before okay. we get to that, uh, I think we need yes. to talk about uh, Trump telling Cohen to lie to Congress. Okay, let me just... You happy with that as a uh, yeah. starting off point? No, no, that's that's totally fine, my friend. I'm just scrolling down. <laughs> scrolling, 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 We... Uh, too much coke in my coffee this morning. I got to. I got to confess. What is too much coke? Well, anyway, that yeah. wasn't that wasn't rhetorical. So this story Go broke ahead. last week. Uh, broken by the world's most esteemed news gathering organization, BuzzFeed. Uh, 
Yes. That uh, President Trump directed his attorney, Michael Cohen, to lie to Congress about Mm -hmm. the Moscow Tower project. So according to BuzzFeed's uh, journalists, Jason Leopold and Anthony Cormier, um, BuzzFeed news reporter, I mean, you've got to be proud when that's on your business card. Um, they, uh, they, They have it on good authority from undisclosed anonymous sources. Mm. that uh, President Donald Trump, after he was president, instructed his then attorney, Michael Cohen, now Jailbird Cohen, uh, number 457396. 6969. Bath soap 69. Uh-huh. Bath, bath soap 69. Um, <laughs> to lie to Congress about right. the fact that... Uh, negotiations uh, to build a Trump Tower in Moscow uh, mm-hmm. were, were going on well beyond the point where Trump said they were not going on. Ah. Because, you know, people were like, oh, you know, when he was when he became president, people were like, oh, you know, he's in Putin's pocket because he wants to build a Trump Tower in Moscow. And he said, no, no, those discussions never really got off the ground, never really happened. It's fake news. But right. Buzz, according to BuzzFeed, Two law enforcement sources claim that uh, they have it on good authority that uh, the Mueller investigation has evidence that Michael Cohen uh, lied to Congress about uh, those negotiations and that he did so on the say-so of uh, Donald Trump. Well, let me ask this real quick before you go on. So no one's disputing the fact that Cohen, as far as we know, did lie to Congress. It's it's the question is, did he lie of, of his own um, volition or was he instructed to by his client? Is, is that correct so far? Uh, well, well, I guess this was all news uh, to me. I mean, mm-hmm. Whether or not he lied depends on whether or not uh, the conversations did go on longer than they were initially alleged to have gone on. Now, uh, hold on. Got to stop that video from playing. Now, uh, big news got covered all over. You know, every other news source uh, ran with that. How did BuzzFeed, of all people, get access to this uh, story? Um, we don't know. No one's telling us. Right. Uh, the, you know, they're they're protecting their sources, so we don't really know how they came across it. If there are sources with news like this, um, why wouldn't they uh, go to maybe a little bit more of a reputable uh, source? Uh, we don't right. know. We do not know. And also, I think you you um, I can't remember if you said this or if it was in the article, but. Uh, of those two reporters, one supposedly has seen the evidence that we don't know what it is, and the other one has not. So is that lazy right, or lazy reporting for just one guy to look at the other and go, so you've seen it, right? It's good, right? Okay, let's write the story. I mean, this, one of the one of the reporters hasn't even seen it, but he put his name on it. That's a little dicey. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how my two journalists work. Maybe one was scratching the other one's back while he was writing, looking over his shoulder, going, yeah, you missed a comma. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know gotcha. how this works. Anyway, um, so that was a big story for about a day. Yeah. Big, big, yeah. big story. I added it to our list of things to talk about. Unfortunately. <laughs> right? Unfortunately, um, the very next day, Robert Mueller's investigation put out a statement calling bullshit on the BuzzFeed story. Well, it's calling bullshit in a very narrow, limited, carefully worded way, or at least that's how I interpreted it. Do you want to to read their denial or or is that... Yeah, no. Well, the, the the spokesperson for um, Michael uh, Michael Robert Mueller's uh, office put out a statement that said BuzzFeed's description of specific statements to the special counsel's office and characterization of documents and testimony obtained by this office regarding Michael Cohen's congressional testimony are not accurate. Now, 
I know they're lawyers and they're trained by years of punishment to write a certain way, but that just seems, you know, and again, I'm not a lawyer and I, I'm not, I'm, and I'm not saying Trump did it one way or the other. I'm just saying that seems to be a very specific denial, but we know that, um, that Mueller is so deep into this and he knows so much more than the rest of us that maybe he's got something lined up and maybe he had to deny it or he didn't want it out in the first place. And the best he could do is give a deflection, um, denial versus just saying everything about that statement is absolutely wrong. We have absolutely nothing like that, but that's not what they did. But that again, that's just my skepticism um, interpreting that statement. Well, Ray, nobody knows more about um, uh, American law than, than me. Um, I think that's well understood. Uh, it is. Yeah. And I would say that uh, you're right. This is a very carefully worded statement. But the thing that's amazing about it is uh, Robert Mueller's office says fuck all about anything. Right. They are very tight-lipped about what's going on, um, probably for a variety of reasons. Uh, they don't want to give away their cards. Um, maybe they don't have any cards. Uh, <laughs> sure. I don't know. I think it's um, maybe they don't want to, you know, uh, prejudice their cases by saying too much about what they know, what they don't know. They don't come out and call bullshit on anything, usually. So for them to come out and call bullshit on this specific thing um, is is quite astounding. Oh, yeah. um, I, are they trying to nip the media narrative in the bud here? Because a lot of people uh, were saying, well, this is grounds for impeachment right now if he's instructing his attorney to lie to congress boom there you have it that's that's uh nixon-esque right uh let's impeach the motherfucker as uh rashida Tlaib, the congresswoman uh said (laughs) i heard a great interview with her by the way are you following her rashida Tlaib? no maybe i should Oh, fuck, man. Yeah, she's a newly elected congresswoman um, uh, uh, from um, Detroit, I think, Michigan, somewhere like that. Oh, anyway, yeah, well, Detroit. She's yeah. pa- Palestinian, uh, American. Um, first, I think, Palestinian person elected to Congress, person of Palestinian descent. Um, uh yeah, I listened to an interview with her on um, a podcast over the weekend, and she was like, "One thing you should know about me: I swear like a fucking sailor." Um, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, most Palestinian women af- do. After no, she got sure. sworn in, um, she you know gave a speech to some supporters and said, "Let's let's go and impeach the motherfucker." And you know somebody right. recorded it, and it was leaked, and it blew up. And Trump was like, "I'm shocked! I'm shocked that somebody would be so disrespectful." <laughs> And, you know, I was like, language like that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, fuck you. You're shocked. (laughs) Pussy grabber. Yeah. You're nothing shocks Trump. And all of, and all, you know, all the Republicans are like, oh, you know, putting the, you know, fainting, putting their handkerchiefs (laughs) to their heads. Oh, we're so smelling salt. Yeah. 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 Fanning themselves. Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck off. Um, Anyway, good interview with her. She's, uh, she's you know, tough, man. Tough. Anywho. Yeah. So uh, where was I? So, yeah, I look, this is interesting. So, you know, uh, BuzzFeed have come out and say they stand by their sources and they stand right. by their story. And they've asked the uh, Mueller uh, investigation to uh, be more specific about exactly... Yeah. What's wrong with the story? Um, what did they get wrong? But of course, uh, this is a gift to Donald Trump. He tweeted, remember yeah. it was BuzzFeed that released the totally discredited dossier paid for by crooked Hillary Clinton and the Democrats as opposition research on which the entire Russian probe is based. A very sad day for journalism, but a great day for our country. Um, Rudy Giuliani, my mate Rudy G, um, tweeted, I commend Bob Mueller's office for correcting the BuzzFeed false story that President Trump encouraged Cohen to lie. I ask the press to take heed that their hysterical desire to destroy this president has gone too far. They pursued this without critical analysis 
all day. Hashtag fake news. Hashtag Cameron Riley is my mate, and we had a great stogie together. Hashtag <laughs> Aussie rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hashtag. But- he, uh, he's going to be my lawyer next. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, man. Like, uh, give me, give me. Yeah, you know, you're 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 on the ground there. Yeah. You're close to Washington. Give me, give me, give me the the sure. vibe. What's going on? Rub elbows with him all the time. No, you're right because it was all over the news. Every news show that I watched, every website that I went to, you know, doing news or whatever, they had the little news section that was all over the place. But my thing is that BuzzFeed said they have two sources. And um, everything, and I don't know anything about Robert Mueller, but everything I've heard about this, this guy's intelligent, he is crafty, and he is dogged. I, I could see him putting out a specific denial because something might be ruining his game. And at the same time, I could see him being very upset at some of his staff who, who leaked this out because Robert Mueller's team has done better than almost everybody in the last 30, 40, 50 years of American history as far as being able to control leaks. So they've done a good job. But, I mean, if you've got two sources, theoretically, that are independent and they both lied to you, you know, is is it a is it a conspiracy by someone's on Trump's team to leak this and to kind of ruin the credibility of news. So when the truth does come out, it's a little weaker just to make people get, you know, tired of the, the story all in, all, you know, all over again. So I, I have no idea what's going on, but I don't put it past Cohen to lie. I don't put it past Trump to tell him to lie. I do maybe put it past Cohen to get that question and then not, and then answer it on his own or excuse me, decide to lie on his own. That, that seems like it, that would be, risking his life and career not not his clients i don't know the whole thing is you're you're dealing with a whole bunch of liars so you don't know who to believe and maybe that's the entire point of this anyways just to just to browbeat the american public with just so much crap that's going on and infighting by the time the truth comes out we don't care anymore well, because there's no way the senate there's no way the senate even if this is true i think enough of the senators are still going to back trump that he's still safe. Yeah, but the, 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 I guess the thing that I think is the pertinent question to ask mm-hmm. here is um, the. I mean, the quality of, of BuzzFeed sources here uh, um, right. is this uh, somebody leaking bad information to BuzzFeed in order to help? The, the media dis- right. continue to discredit themselves. Um, mm. Like the, the number of stories that have come out from the mainstream media uh, about Trump and Russia over the last couple of years that have ended up being discredited or at least not being backed up. Like the P-tape. I'm still waiting for the P-tape, Ray. Right. This is the dossier, that. That, this is the yeah. dossier that Trump uh, indicated, that BuzzFeed were the ones that initially published it after I think the rest every other media organization refused to publish it because it just seemed like bullshit this is Michael yeah. Steele's uh, dossier um, and then it got out there but we still where is it where's the p-tape still haven't seen the p-tape yeah I sent you mine but you're talking about Trump's got it now um, the, the question is okay was is this bad information did they get it wrong or is it Substantially correct, but why would Robert Mueller's office issue such a um, damaging statement, right. damaging to the credibility, not just of BuzzFeed, but the rest of the media that ran the story after BuzzFeed? Um, it, it's it's, and then not be more not be more clear. I mean, if there was like okay, some sort of minor factual error in that maybe they would have said that why would they not be clear about the errors where the errors are why would they not follow i don't know it's it's very yeah it's all very very strange and confusing now according to uh one journalist i like to follow caitlin johnson she publishes on mm-hmm. medium.com um the the story's two authors leopold and cormier were giving the press two very different accounts of the information mm. they based it on. Cormier was on CNN saying that he had not personally seen the evidence, as you suggested before, while right. Leopold was on MSNBC saying that he had seen the evidence. So, 
this is very strange. Why would you yeah. put, as a journalist, why would you put your name on a story of this significance? <laughs> right. Without having personally seen the evidence, you can have a lot of faith in your colleague, yeah, or your sources to run something this big at this stage yeah. of the story. Um, now, according to uh, an analyst, Doug Henwood, the New York Times, the print version of the New York Times. Um, ran the original BuzzFeed report on the front page when the story broke, but Muller's correction on the following day was shoved back down on page 11. Ooh. Now, and like, you, like we've said before, people might not get to page 11, so they don't know it's been retracted. Yeah. And this is a common, common uh, media practice with retractions yeah. and corrections, burying them. And they go, oh, well, we ran it. Yeah, but yeah, there's a big difference between running it on page one and running on page eleven, right? <laughs> right. Um, and so this sort of stuff happens all the time, and you don't hear about it unless you're drooling down into the story. Um, and and there's actually been some studies. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I've seen them before. I think mostly applying to Australian papers about how often corrections and retractions are run. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. But of yeah. course, you know, they're not headlines. Newspaper makes a mistake. We fucked up. <laughs> we got that wrong. Shit, we should have checked before we ran that story. You don't see well, that. Just font possible. Oh, right. Yeah, right. appearing on the front page. Yeah. Um, and as Caitlin Johnson writes, the mainstream media absolutely is the enemy of the people. Just because Trump says it doesn't mean it's not true. The only reason people don't rise up and use the power of their numbers to force the much-needed changes that need to happen in our world is because they are being propagandized to accept the status quo day in and day out by the mass media's endless cultural engineering project. They are the reason why wars go unopposed, why third parties never gain traction, why people mm. consent to money hemorrhaging upward to the wealthiest of the wealthy while everyone else struggles to survive. The sooner people wake up from the perverse narrative matrix of the plutocratic media, the better. Damn! Lead a revolution, why don't you? Yeah. Oh my God, I would follow her. I would follow her. Girl can write. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, you know, the, the I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what's going on here. Um, I'm fascinated to see how this plays out, if it will play out. It won't just, you know, right. chances are it'll just get swamped by the next crazy story the media comes out with right. about Trump or the next crazy thing Trump says or does. Like how many cra crazy bombshells have been dropped in the last uh, two years, two and a half years? Oh, God. Yeah. But, uh, time, yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see, well, keep, keep an eye on that you, one. And you, but basically, you have at least two sides playing very long games, and so you're going to get a lot of red herrings. You're going to get a lot of false starts and maneuvers, and because that's just that's the way these people operate. So until everything comes out, we won't know. And like you said, even then, we might not know. Mm. What do you want to talk about next, Bubble Boy? What's what? Takes, well, let's what gets you hot and bothered <laughs> on our story let's list? Let's talk about the Chinese um, building something on the moon. One, are they reacting to Trump's space force? Two, is Trump reacting with his space force to their moves? And three, are they just getting ready to live on the moon after we all collectively destroy the ability to live on this planet? Are these people far thinkers or am I reading way too much into this? I know. Walk us through the story, bubble boy. Yeah. So the Chinese, there's a Chinese rover that currently is on the far side of the moon. And it was announced on Monday that the uh, country's space program plans to launch three other lunar missions with the goal of laying the groundwork for an international moon base. I'm sorry, I'm thinking James Bond right now. Pew, pew, pew. Anyway, so what they're saying is that we hope that the last of the planned missions will help test some technologies and do some exploring for the building of a joint lunar base shared by multiple countries. Uh, that's what the deputy of the China's space program said. So um, according according to a international space expert, um, they are working on bioregenerative support systems to ensure that humans can settle and survive 
in lunar conditions. So I guess they're they're doing this step by step approach to learn more to gather more information about the moon to see if they can actually um, make it one day so people can actually live on the moon and be able to survive up there. I think one of their their uh, their latest um, car, whatever it is that's landed on the moon, has released a rover. Their latest satellite has released a rover and succeeded for the first time in human history in germinating seeds on another world. So they are moving forward with this. So we're all sitting there joking about Trump's space force, and we don't know what the hell he's talking about. But China is taking a lot of the money that they've made over the last, what, 20 or 30 years, and they're putting a lot of it into the space program to try to figure out a way to make it possible for humans to live on the moon, or at least to spend a decent or a very long time on the moon. Yeah. What 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 are the uh, repercussions of all that? Communism on the moon, Ray. <laughs> you've heard you've heard of a red moon. Uh, that's that's what they're building, red moon. Okay. Um, you know this is well. You know I think communists have figured that uh, they lost round one. Uh, right. on earth round two is the, the battle for the moon yeah. now of course oh, the nazis beat them to it we all know that there's a massive right. uh, hidden nazi base on the dark side of the moon i've seen several Hit- films about that hitler's there right now going welcome mecca yeah. hitler mecca hitler is there right now yeah <laughs> yeah uh, and his uh specially designed robot body well listen the thing that surprises me about this story is why the fuck don't we already have a moon base what right? What are we doing as a species? Honestly, what the fuck have we been doing since, you know, the moon landing in 1969? It's it's what what it's that's like 49 years ago. Yeah. What the fuck have we been doing? It's nearly 50 years since uh, the human race put someone on the moon. We don't have a moon base. Why don't we have a moon base? Why, I don't why know did the we answer. leave it up to yeah. the Chinese to build a moon base? What the fuck have the rich countries been doing for the last 50 years? Yeah. Well, all I know is that if you take all the money that the United States has spent on wars since 2001, I think we could easily have a moon base completed by now. But we have different priorities, and we've been over this with different articles and things like that, different stories. But, uh, yeah, our priorities are, are somewhere else. Trump is focused on bringing back coal, the eight track, and building the space force. So you can't spend Wait, the what? kind of money you need. The eight track? Yeah. Eight oh. tra- I mean, if you're going to bring back coal, just bring back the eight track, for God's sakes. But anyway, the point is, um, yeah, our priorities are elsewhere ever since 2001. You know, it's... it's um... I mean, yes, it would be expensive to have a moon base. I mean, we haven't really sent a human to the moon since, what, 70, right. 73, 74? When was the last moon landing? I'm not sure. Come on, someone. Just... Someone someone, ring in to our <laughs> so... hotline and um, tell, call for help? tell him. Yeah. By that, I mean, I'm just going to look yeah. it up with Google. I think... Um, I think I think when they found out the moon wasn't made of cheese, they're like, "Well, why bother going back?" So, uh, <clears throat> seventy-two, last 72. manned uh, landing was in seventy-two. Guess we can't say manned landing anymore. We have to say human landing. Human, human, personed landing. Right. We were. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, seventy-two. I wasn't too far off. I said seventy-three. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, yeah. yeah. Good job. So, uh, what the? Well, fuck? you know more about you, you know more about exploration than anybody. So I'm not surprised you were only nobody knows more on. about moon landings than I do, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, I think yes, it's expensive, but uh, you know, there, there are a lot of advantages to having a base on the moon, um, particularly for inter uh, solar system uh, missions. Or, or uh, getting satellites Travel, yeah. into orbit. Getting satellites in because there's you know, a lot less ah, gravity on right. the moon, so it's a lot easier to uh, get shit uh, into orbit. So you would have thought that somebody would be building that. What what the fuck yeah. has Elon Musk been doing um, for the last couple of years, if not bu- building a moon base? <laughs> um, so anyway, so the implications of China uh, building the moon base. Well... 
I don't know. I mean, if you want to take a Cold War mentality, you can be scared that they're going to try and use it to, uh, you know, shoot shit at the Earth. Uh, right. I don't. I, I don't believe in Cold War mentality. I've been having ongoing debates on, uh, you know, Facebook mm. over the last week about NATO, um, and you know, Trump. Trump sort of suggesting that they should shut down NATO cool. and. Yeah, yeah, Americans losing their shit. And I'm like, really? What's the point of fucking NATO? It's a Cold War relic that I think really just exists to prop up the American military-industrial complex. Uh, mm. I, I don't think it serves a purpose. Any purpose that the United Nations Security Council wasn't already set up to establish. You go, well, it's stopping the Russians doing this and so Well, that's what the UNSC is supposed to do. Well, they've got a veto. Fine. Well, let's fucking fix the veto system on the UNSC. Uh, but setting up uh, other, uh, you know, uh, uh, military uh, uh, coalitions um, yeah. doesn't seem like with it's within the spirit of the original intentions of the United Nations. And... Um, also, as we've have we talked about the one inch uh, NATO me? thing? <laughs> Don't get offended, um, <laughs> or, or you flattered. I'm not sure which. It's Mister One Inch. No, go ahead. Sorry, what? <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure we've talked about this. Uh, maybe we have. Like, okay, so famously, towards um, the late '80s, early '90s, when Gorbachev was uh, uh, talking about dissolving the USSR. In his conversations mm-hmm. with uh, George H.W. Bush and other world leaders, American leaders, uh, there was this promise on behalf of the United States, effectively, that they that if uh, Gorbachev shut down the USSR, um, they wouldn't expand NATO one inch beyond oh. its existing uh, uh, nas- national boundaries, right? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Russia concerned about being encircled by uh, enemy missiles um and there was a promise and and uh it was kind of it's been denied by the west for the last sure. uh, 30 odd years uh, that there was a promise uh, 27 years uh, it was like it wasn't a promise it was uh well, it was an offhand comment well look maybe we would not do that but then we some some more evidence came out uh, just in the last couple of months. Maybe Victor Santochi or somebody sent it to me. I can't remember. Somebody sent it to me. There's there's now very very solid uh, documentary uh, evidence come mm-hmm. out of the archives that the U.S. did in fact hand on heart promise that they wouldn't expand NATO one inch ever if Gorbachev uh, collapsed the USSR. But immediately he did that. They started to expand it. Yeah. Um, how did I get onto that? I don't know. Oh, Cold War mentality. Oh, yeah. Well, let me just add this real quick. I, I mean, for the people listening, if someone could do a little bit of research and just send us, uh, just send us an email with a link. What is one international crisis the United Nations has ever solved? Uh, anything with a strong man? Anything with guns? Anything with the military? I'm just trying to think. What has the the United Nations actually done? I, I'm having a hard time thinking of something right now. I'm not saying that they haven't, but as far as Kind of what their general, what their main purpose is, you know, to world peace and stability and to stop strongmen and stuff like that. Um, I don't think their track record is all that great. But again, that goes right back to the veto system where you can check your enemies and, and make their lives a little harder. So, yeah, the entire thing needs to be overworked or worked over. Not that it probably ever will. Well, what is what has NATO ever solved? Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't think of anything either. I mean, they've been involved in either. lots of conflicts. Oh, but... they've been involved. Yeah. <laughs> they've written reports and they've sent observation teams and and all that stuff. But what have they solved? Well, I think, you know, in, in Milosevic and, and the whole thing that was going on in Croatia, uh, they got involved there, but too late. Lots and lots of people yeah. died. Genocide happened. Yeah. yeah, people are justifying NATO with the whole. Well, what, what about Russia doing things like Crimea, or annexing Crimea, and the involvement in the Ukraine? I'm like, well, NATO didn't stop it. If that's the point yeah. of NATO to stop stuff like that, and they didn't stop it's it, a fail. what's right. the point of NATO again? 
Uh, and look, yeah, the UN, I think uh, the UNSC has been a toothless tiger for the last, whatever, what is it now, 70 years. Um, but that's because of the veto system, as we all know. Um, the, the veto system of the five permanent members means that uh, they can pretty much prevent the UNSC getting involved in any issue that they are directly or indirectly involved in one of their um and they do allied nations and yeah. they do all the time and all of the all of the permanent members are guilty of it the worst are the US uh, China and Russia mm-hmm. um they do it all the time and uh it 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 needs to be resolved i think we've talked about this on that cold war show when we were talking about the formation of the UN there there are regular uh, proposals to uh, address the issues with the veto system, but they usually don't uh, get any serious attention. Um, right. Because nobody wants to deal with the consequences of it. Um, you know, from an American perspective, if uh, the veto system went away tomorrow, um, Israel would be called to account for yes. its uh, so much, its its running of uh, an apartheid uh, state. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's been last time I checked something like 160 or 170 uh, complaints by the United right. Nations General Assembly against Israel over the last couple of decades, uh, or maybe since the 67 war, telling him to return back to the uh, green line, the, the, the boundaries. Uh, and they just ignore it, and they can get away with it because uh, they have the US support. Um, right. Anyway, so, yeah, look, it's a whole problem. But anyway, getting back to China on the moon, Ray, uh, yeah. um, I'm all for anyone, any nation who's willing to invest in building a moon base and figuring out uh, of course it's not about the moon per se it's about how do we figure out how to live um, on a, a non-terrestrial atmosphere or in a non-terrestrial atmosphere right. um, yeah. we, we we need to start putting that to the test um, and uh, yeah so building building domes on mm-hmm planets uh where nothing nothing can go wrong i i say we take matt damon and we send him up there <laughs> right yeah, he obviously <laughs> knows what's going on right but every time he talks if he could do the outrageous boston accent i'd also appreciate that as well no but i mean and we know that they're just like when we went to the moon back in the like 69 we did uh there's is that part of our tour uh, the, did i was i too drunk to remember that <laughs> yeah Oh, the United States. Right. Yes. You meant, you meant I mean, there the was, human race right. we, in a sense. Right, yeah. uh, in that sense. Yeah, there was a lot of, um, well, even just as far as the Americans were concerned, we gained a lot of uh, new technology from that. So you know that China is going to benefit from that. But you're right. I mean, we've got to be able to have other plans because obviously we're not changing our ways when it comes to causing the increase or the, um, the uh, profit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, putting out the greenhouse gases, and so so we've got to come up with a plan B because Plan A of cutting that shit out isn't working very well. Yeah, let's go fuck up some other planets, man. Right. <laughs> well, seriously, yeah. like this one is yeah. this one is pretty much toast. Um, yeah. One of the only vectors to survival of uh, the human race is that we figure out how to go and live on other planets. Um, Not to mention all of the other positive aspects of that beyond, you know, pure survival. Um, It will, it would, it will change uh, our our understanding of ourselves and and who we are. And we do need to take the ecological aspect of it seriously. I think, you know, we don't want to go, um, fucking up these places uh like we fucked up this one but yeah look i'm all for it um i just can't believe that we haven't done it yet i don't know why this hasn't Mm. been a priority as you say thousands and thousands and thousands of atomic bombs uh sitting in american and uh, russian bases uh Mm -hmm. just a fraction of that could have gone towards building a moon base yeah yeah anywho Let's pick another story. Um, yep. Oh, let's talk about the Gillette commercial, shall we? All right. Yes, please. Oh my God! What 
what is wrong with people? Um, so, <laughs> people who haven't seen this, uh, Gillette put out an ad, um, mm-hmm. basically having a go at toxic masculinity. And right. my take on the ad, I've only watched it the once. Uh, I thought it was all right. I, I thought, um, yeah. yeah, look, you know, men can be dicks towards each other as well as towards women. Let's let's call it out. My my big concern with it, or my if I have a concern with it, it's not um, the message. It's the co-opting of the message by a large, heartless, literally cut, right. cutthroat corporation because they make razors. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, but a lot of people are upset as, as one of my or both of my uh, uh, adult sons have been uh, uh, fond of telling me there's like a million dislikes for this video on YouTube, way more than the actual likes. People are up in arms. Men, white men, I'm guessing, um, you know, the most threatened species no. on the planet, uh, white men, um, up in arms about this depiction of men. Um I've read uh, some pro and some negative comments. Have you seen the ad, Ray? I watched it today for the first time. I've been hearing about this, but I haven't really paid attention because who in the fuck's got the time? But but like you, not that I'm a marketing person, but I watched it. I'm like, yeah, that was okay. I wasn't offended, but after I read some descriptions and some comments, I could see how people were offended, but I'm also thinking at the same time, They've got way too much time on their hands to be pissed off and then to sit down and actually write a complaint on the video. But like you, I, I, I thought it was I thought it was OK. I didn't get all worked up about it. So explain to me um, how people could be offended by it. What, what how does that work? Well, I guess the very first thing is like um, like you said for the, for this company to put out this ad showing you know men we can do better let's not be such dicks you know let's let's check each other let's police each other the fact that the message is coming from a corporation that sole purpose is to make money and nothing else um it, it, you know you, you kind of read bullshit into that so i think they pissed off as many people if not more than they people who were pleased by it because all the bad guys in the commercial were guys. And so it was a message for men telling them that they're dicks and to quit being dicks. And so how could guys maybe not be offended by that? So again, for me, uh, that was just reading way too much into it. But then again, I'm not a millennial. I'm not in my twenties or thirties or forties, but uh, I guess they, people were just considering the source when it, when it came to this ad and its message. Let's have a listen to the ad. The Me Too movement against sexual harassment. Is this the best a man can get? Is it? We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. Who's the daddy? What I actually think she's trying to say making the same old excuses boys will be boys boys will be boys boys will be boys but something finally changed allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment and there will be no going back because we we believe in the best in men men need to hold other men accountable smile sweetie come on to say the right thing, to act the right way. Not cool, not cool. Some already are. In ways big and small. I am strong. But some is not enough. It's not how we treat each other, okay? Okay. Because the boys watching today Now, if, if they had said, and you know, in the commercial, we, we plan to pledge, and I'm going to pick a number, I don't know, 
um, $2 million to put towards anti-bullying campaign or anything. They just literally said, guys, you're jerks, quit being jerks. And, you know, I guess please remember who told you about this. So you go out and buy Gillette because we know that Gillette's um, share of the market has dropped considerably over the years. And so, but I think people were just going, fuck you. You're just a corporation. I mean, you can't have a corporation or a politician, the people, some, and some entity that the American or whoever people don't respect to put out a message like this. It's got to be someone neutral. It's got to be someone that people look up to. And it's certainly not a corporation. I don't know, man. Like, um, why can't corporations use their wealth and reach to spread a positive message? That's fine. But again, show me that you're actually doing something besides an ad. Pick a spokesman. But pick. I'm just going to pick an ad. Isn't the ad, isn't the ad in and of itself enough? That costs money. They're buying ad time. They're taking their money to make the ad, uh, which is expensive. Yeah. And then they're going to buy ad time to play it on now yes well, they have, that's, they, you can take a cynical viewpoint and say well they're just doing it to get their brand out there but they're going to cop a lot of shit for this and they would have known that from the get-go um and then you can mm-hmm. say well all, 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 all branding is good branding all all, all coverage right. is positive coverage in some sense because it's keeping the brand out there but why, why can't this be their efforts why do, why do they have to do something else apart from just get this message out there well, I mean, I agree with you because, again, I had no problem with the message. But the point is, if they do this and leave it as is, then obviously they just fucked up their marketing team, fucked up, and they should have hired Barry and Stan. But, but if they just leave it here, then they need to pivot. They need to do what's the what's – the, if this is a part of a grand strategy, what's next? Because like you were saying, they got more dislikes than likes on whatever YouTube or whatever. So – and I, I'm not disagreeing with you. This could – I mean – Corporations can give positive messages, but everybody's going to be a little bit cynical because they're considering the source. Mm, yeah, I wonder. Now, um, as you said, um, Gillette's taken a hammering over the last uh, sort of few years with their market share. Um, mm-hmm. Gillette, by the way, is owned by Procter & Gamble these days. Procter & Gamble bought Gillette uh, in 2005 for $57 billion. Damn. company has been around like, forever, obviously. Uh, I think World War yeah. I. Um, you probably know more about this than yeah. I do. Um, and, I, and I understand that you're upset well, about it because you're owned lock, stock, and barrel by Harry's. And um, so, you know, you, you, you are... <laughs> Under under contract. Oh, my hair is mad. Talk shit about Gillette. Right. To hate it. But over the last right. few years, as a result of, of businesses like Harry's <laughs> and Dollar Shave Club, um, uh, Gillette's market share has dropped from 70% to 50% over the last mm. decade. That's a huge drop. Wow. But that's also huge. Like, how many fucking businesses have 50% market share? It's crazy. True. Like Apple's yeah. market share of mobile phones, I think, is in the single digits. I mean, uh, uh, so to have fifty oh percent market share for anything, um, I'll look that up. Over market share, Apple mobile phone market share. Colombian cartel. Sorry, as of twenty seventeen, Apple's up to fifteen point two percent market share. Samsung had twenty one point nine percent market share. So to have fifty percent, let alone seventy percent, which they had ten years ago, is fucking incredible. Like that's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Doing Uh, a great job. Yeah. Who who owns Harry's, Ray? Um, I don't know if they were bought out. Is it a guy called Harry? No, it's it's two guys. No, it's two guys. Um, Both shit. called Harry. Harry one and Harry two. No, I, I can't remember their name. Nice guys. I talked to them, but uh, as far as I know, they own it and still and haven't sold out to anybody. But it's two guys who started it. Right. Um, well, yeah. Uh, let me let me look. Uh, Dollar Shave Club is mm-hmm. owned Good stuff. by Unilever. So not a not a nothing company. Um, Dollar Shave Club was acquired in 2016 by Unilever for a billion dollars in cash. We need to start our own shave. 
After getting after getting a million dollars in funding from venture capitalists like Kleiner Perkins, Andreessen Horowitz, and Shasta Ventures, um, well, then they got another ten million dollars in Series A funding in 2012, and then another 12 million in Series B round from Comcast and others. Um, so yeah, so they're owned by Unilever. Harry's Razors. Let's see who owns Harry's. Mm-hmm. Respect the face. Sorry, um, that just came out. Uh, Harry's. Uh, wow, fuck. Um, yeah, they're founded March 2013 by Andy Katz Mayfield and Jeff Rader. Mm. And Harry's Jeff, purchased yeah. the uh, Feintchnik razor factory in Germany for a hundred million dollars. Um, mm-hmm. In July 2015, they raised a third round of financing of 75.6 million. Um, then in February 2018, they raised 112 million in Series D funding, um, but still owned Damn. by the looks of it by the founders plus their uh, obvious in- investors. They're still privately owned. Um, anywho, right. uh, so Gillette have been losing market share. So when you're losing market share, what do you do? Um, you buy out your competitors. Um, you have them mm-hmm. killed, or you. <laughs> You know, you try and come up with a marketing campaign. Now, uh, some of the analysis I read of this uh, new campaign is that research shows that uh, the millennials, um, my kids, your kids, your older kids, um, they tend to react positively on an increasing basis to companies that are involved in some sort of social justice, making the world a better place. Um, The people that are going to get most upset by this ad, I'm guessing, are your older white males who are feeling threatened by the Me Too movement and uh, just the whole idea of toxic masculinity. Now, look, I don't... (laughs) I said to one of my kids who who was going off about this ad, I was like, well, I didn't feel offended by it. They're not talking to me. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a good guy. I've always tried my hardest to be okay apart from the way i treat ray i'm generally speaking a good guy okay and my (laughs) ex-wives but apart from my ex-wives and ray uh i'm a good guy uh i try hard anyway (laughs) and like you can't help it with ray Ray, you know ray's a bubble boy he just you know he attracts it um but like with, with my boys since they were very young i've always stressed you know uh um Look out for the little kid. Uh, be nice uh, to the people. If you see anyone getting picked on at school, you jump in. You support them. Um, you look out for each other. You look out for others. You treat women with respect. Right. Uh, as they became teenagers and they started, you know, hanging out with girls, always stressing to them: treat women with respect. Uh, if I ever find out that you, you're involved in doing anything disrespectful for a man or a woman. You know, I'm I'm going to be very very unhappy with you, and they 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 do as to the best of my knowledge, they're very good, very respectful um, uh, young men. Um, uh, yeah. So good this for you. so but not well. It's, I'm not saying that for a compliment or for credit. That's just the way you are, right? You you just treat people with respect, and you just d back, right? It's our basic d back philosophy. Just don't be a cunt. Be nice, right? Be gent. You know, <laughs> right. particularly particularly to minorities particularly to women particularly to the people who get the rough end of the stick more often than not just be a gentleman you know uh um be (laughs) it's funny because when i was their age i was totally into the rat pack and this idea of like 50s gentlemanly behavior of course i didn't know then (laughs) Right, that the Rat Pack were a bunch of cunts, <laughs> particularly Sinatra. <laughs> years but later, years it, later, I read yeah. the biographies on Sinatra. I was like, oh shit, don't don't really want to <laughs> model myself on Frank Sinatra. Um, but just that idea, like Sinatra in movies, uh, you know, uh, like just opening doors for for ladies and just just yeah, class treat, act, just being classy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's the way I was raised, uh, and and not from my dad or my mother in particular. I think just it's what I saw, what I who I wanted to be, what I how I wanted to conduct myself in the world. I don't know where it came from exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so none of this I, I find 
offensive. I've I, I know a lot of men that have been dicks to me. I was bullied a lot as a kid. Um, I've been there's been attempts to bully me as an adult from bosses and colleagues. Didn't go down very well for them, but. Um, you know, it, it, I, I've seen it firsthand. It's a real thing. Men can be assholes and they go, well, what about women? We're not talking about women. Okay. We're talking about men right. here. Yeah. Look, it's, it's, it, it, you can focus on one thing and that's okay. You know, you don't have to focus on all of the world's problems. You just focus on one issue. The statistics are that men are responsible for far more violence uh, than women are right. Um, I dug up the stats again to show one of my kids. It's like seventy-five percent of violence mm. is caused by men. So let's let's right. talk about it. Let's deal with it. Um, anyway, I, f- I found this um, article on Forbes. Some guy, Charles Taylor. I'm a professor and a student of current events in marketing. Um, he's saying the ad campaign is toxic. Um, his argument seems to mm. be that uh, they went wrong because it's upsetting. It's insulting to men, he's saying here. Where did Gillette go wrong? I think there are three main points to be made. One, while corporate social responsibility appeals can be effective, corporations must be sensitive to the potential of consumers being skeptical of their motives or not wanting mm. to be told how to behave by a profit-motivated company. Now, right. I agree. You know, I, I, my first uh, take on this was I was a little bit sceptical um, towards their motives, Gillette. Um, I, I'm sure they're mm-hmm. doing it purely for profit. They, they see an angle in here somewhere going after right. the millennials, maybe that kind of stuff. Now, obviously knew that there was going to get a lot of flack, a lot of damage. They would have weighed the pros and cons of that. I mean, when you own 50% market share, honestly, even if you piss everybody off, you're still going to get half. I mean, it's unlikely that you're going to lose (laughs) much more than that uh, when you dominate an industry as heavily as they do. Um, For decades. Maybe they're trying to get out ahead of it too. You know, they're, they're... marketing and they address this in the video their own marketing over the last 20 30 years has been a little bit misogynistic um and i'm saying a little bit uh, to be generous mm. um their tagline right. the best a man can get um a lot of their a lot of their ads um show men sort of hitting on women treating women as sex objects um all that kind of stuff so maybe oh. they figured listen we're going if we don't change dramatically we're going to cop flack here so let's just get out ahead of it bring it on ourselves now yeah. be ready for it deal with it um get on the front foot uh, get on good foot uh which is a smart policy but again <laughs> Try make some money out of it after i thought time. about it for a day or yeah. so i came to the conclusion that listen this is a positive message and quite frankly it's it, it's it's a timely message and it doesn't matter who gets the message out there or what their motivation for that message putting that message out there is if they're willing to go and spend a couple of million dollars of their own money to get this debate happening uh, or, or or not get it happening because it's already happening but in, in uh, uh, add to the discussion and the debate I think that's a good thing right I, I don't have an issue with yeah. that good for them I mean they're taking the blows. They're putting the message out there. They're backing it up. Um, I think, you know, my, my criticism typically of corporations is they're a fucking blight on society. Um, they're run by psychopaths. That's the, the premise right. of my new book, The Psychopath Economy, and my upcoming TV series, The Psychopath Hunters, um, with a bit of luck. Um <laughs> Nice. You know, that is the premise for my new TV series I'm trying to get off the ground. Me and a psychiatrist travel the world daring CEOs and cardinals and uh, uh, police chiefs and generals and uh, 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 people like that to sit the psychopath test to see where they rank. And I'm going to open up up a psychopath hotline, uh, get employees of all of these organizations uh, to submit anonymously their boss or colleagues um, as uh, potential psychopaths. And then, you know, we'll go to the CEO and go, well, listen, like 500 of your employees seem to think you're a psychopath. Would you mind sitting the test on camera? God. I was going to offer to do security for you, but I don't want to 
go up in flames with you. So I'm just going to watch from over here. But that would be that would be fascinating. I would definitely check that out. That would be fascinating. Be a good show, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it, it's it's to prove my theorem, theory, theorem, whatever. Sure. My hypothesis yeah. that probably fifty yeah. percent of the world's uh, senior executives uh, are, are psychopaths. Yeah, please. Yeah. So um, uh, the second criticism that this Forbes guy, guy writing in Forbes anyway, says is the creative in the best a man can be could be more effective if diff- if delivered differently. Mm. Uh, mm. He refers to uh, Robert Cialdini saying that people are motivated to fit in by gaining approval and avoiding disapproval. Right. Yeah, but look, I, I think um, the whole idea here is to make people feel uncomfortable. That was the whole idea is to yeah, have this conversation. conversation about yeah, yeah toxic masculinity. Third point, politically charged language should be avoided by advertisers. The use of the term toxic masculinity in the ad was a flat-out mistake. Yeah, again, I don't agree with that. I think... Um, being out there on the front foot and uh, uh, getting involved in a conversation, taking a stance. Mm-hmm. Um, Colour like you see it. Yeah. yeah. Is, is dangerous, but uh, bold. And look, personally, uh, whatever their motivations, I endorse this ad. I, I, I give thumbs up to Gillette. Um, as a marketer, as a marketing professional, I say mm-hmm. this is a this is a very good thing for a corporation <clears throat> to get themselves involved in, take some heat, um, but uh, and you know they might lose some market share for a, a year or two, but really, um, yeah. Even even if they do that knowingly, that should be commended, not absolutely criticised. Well, I was just going to I was just going to take something you said earlier and twist it a little bit. It would take a company like Gillette that has 50 percent of the market share that can take a hit and keep going on that almost in some ways they're the only ones who could do this. So they deserve props for that as well. And they're owned by Procter and Gamble, as I said before, which is like a twenty-seven hundred trillion dollar organization. So, uh, right, corporations doing good. That would be a nice thing to see, wouldn't it? Let's, oh, let's yeah. not let's not criticize corporations for trying to do good, uh, even that. if you think they did it in a ham-fisted way. That's a subjective position you can take. That that's fine, but let's commend them for trying to do good, even if they're doing it for reasons of uh, profit or to forestall negative uh, impact down the down the track. I don't know. Anyway, that's all good for them. That's the show yeah. for today. Thank you, Papa Bear. Thank you. Bullshit. 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 Bullshit.